Welcome guys to another episode of Facility and Property Management Secrets Radio. I'm your host, Javier Lozano Jr. with CMI Mechanical. We are a national HVC and refrigeration company. We do national work all over the country. Anything that has to do with retail, multi-site facilities, restaurants, anything you can imagine that has to do with HVC and refrigeration. I'm so happy to have you guys watching our podcast again and listening to our podcast. We're so thankful for you guys to be an audience. Um, Some of you guys may not know this, but we've had actually over 500 downloads so far of our podcast, which is exciting since we just recently launched. I've got another special guest today. Uh, His name is Pablo from Tobli. He's the CEO and co-founder of Tobli, and we just kind of started networking and kind of chit-chatting through the Connects group, and then next thing, you know, I just kind of asked him if he wanted to be a guest, and he was completely open to it. So, Pablo, thank you for actually joining us. Well, Javier, uh, thank you so much uh, for having me here. It's, uh, it's pretty exciting uh, to be part of this uh, up-and-coming uh, podcast. I think you're doing something great, uh, trying to inform not only the facility managers, but also vendors of, uh, of those facility managers, uh, the new things that are coming up and how to, you know, to, to really evolve uh, this to the future. Yeah, Thanks so much for having me. No, my pleasure. It's great. I mean, I love talking to business-minded people that are excited about using today's technology to to get our word out, you know, and, and, and doing this as a value add, as an educational way of just communicating with people. And some people aren't open to it and others are. So I appreciate you being completely open to this kind of stuff. So this is going to be awesome. I'm glad to, I'm glad to be here. I'm so excited. Awesome, man. So first thing I want to kind of do is, is kind of tell me a little bit more about your background, if you don't mind, you know, tell me a little bit more about just how you got into this and, and what you're currently doing. Well, well yeah, my, my background, background is, it's a little bit of all over the place. Uh, I've been always in the, in the construction side. Uh, I come uh, from more of a GC developer side. Uh, previous uh, to totally, I was actually uh, living in China, working on um, projects in sustainable development uh, for more sustainable buildings, uh, reducing, you know, the, the amount of air conditioning they use, reducing uh, the, 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 the point of the strength that they use of that air conditioning just to lower the, the energy levels. And um, I decided to, to start this company about five years ago, um, just just to kind of serve that market. But, but as, as the company got started, I moved to New York, and uh, we started to see that, that there's there's a lot of business in, in, the, in the construction industry, but we are more, more de- desperately needed in, in the facilities management business, given our, our business models. So we started in construction for a little while, and then uh, we, we got to learn this industry. We have to we got to see how big and how impactful it really is, and that's how we, we went forward and started developing uh, tools through the technology that make it easier for, for people to be able to organize their equipment, their equipment rental needs, uh, be able to reduce the pricing, be able to reduce the cancellations that happen due to some of this equipment not being uh, you know, fully functional by the time it's rented and things like that. So uh, we've been uh, within this industry, this is our, our third year. Okay. And uh, it, it, it's been great. Uh, people love it. Uh, we uh, make uh, great uh, relationships uh, through this time, and we're really excited to to bring solutions that, that really help uh, move this forward. That's awesome. So, so basically, you have a construction background, and that's unique because you can really relate to a lot of these facility managers that kind of wear two hats. Because mm-hmm. you have some that are just strictly facilities, and then some that are actually construction and facilities because they're opening several locations. Am I right? Exactly, exactly. Yes. So, so, so we're, we're able to, to look through through that and, and, and see, and, and that's an interesting mix that, that, that you bring it up, right? Because 
It, um, one thing that I always talk about is in the difference why we focus more on facilities that, than, than we do in uh, construction. Is it, it takes about two years to, to build a brand new building. Okay. So takes, uh, that same building could last somewhere between uh, 30 to 60 years, obviously depending on the industry. It retails a lot shorter turnaround, but the overall uh, envelope of the building is it, it, going to be there for a very long time. So it's more, mainly renovations that are happening uh, in this space. Uh, one thing that, that, that we've learned about and, and I'm a very big advocate for is uh, uh, putting together the design of these buildings through the overall maintenance okay. of the building. Uh, a good example is usually uh, you see uh, these architects making awesome looking buildings but then cleaning those windows or like making sure that everything works or it's like all glass and you're in the middle of the desert, then and those are things that stop making a lot of sense. So it gives us a pretty good perspective, okay, on how things are built and how can we just help people plan ahead from building to the next uh, 30, 60 years ago. That, that's a pretty exciting place to be in. So, so you guys are going to kind of shed light in those areas, um, if you will, where when you're working with these customers, you can say, you guys might want to consider this or, you know, in my background or my, you know, previous, you know, you know, uh, experience, we've done this and this and we've seen this kind of happen. You might want to reconsider something. Is that kind of sometimes the conversations too? Well, yeah, I, th I think a lot, a lot of those in, into the conversation, I think you could probably relate to this, that uh, many people out there, they go and they, they build out this, uh, this source, for example, right? And then on the HVAC units, they, they don't really maintain it. They don't clean the docks. So like the... Uh, all this, they don't change the filters and all that. So, so we try to educate them that it may seem like a bigger expense to uh, organize those quarterly uh, checkups, those quarterly uh, maintenance activities. Uh, they don't want to do just to save that money, but on the overall performance of that equipment, if you're going to have to replace it sooner, and that's going to cost you a lot more. You're going to have to repair it more often. Yeah. So, so we're big advocates on, on making uh, preventive uh, maintenance a very big priority. And to, to your point, that, that, that's something that we talk about a lot. It's, uh, you know, you have to make sure that, that you're maintaining uh, your equipment, which is basically your biggest expense, yep. instead of like waiting until it breaks down until somebody can fix it. It's going to cost you double, triple the, the money that it would cost you to maintain it. Yeah, no, and, and we have those conversations a lot. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of weird that we have to still have those conversations because data supports what we're saying. And exactly. Some people even go into the, you know, almost to the point of saying, you know, well, these facilities are almost like cost centers. Well, a cost center is whenever you have to do a capital expense expenditure on replacing a unit that should have been, you know, replaced 10 years down the road and you and you shorten the life of that unit or that asset, exactly. you know, and, and it's, I, I, I know that these look like these little like knickknack kind of things, but it's like changing your oil in your car, you know. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a very, very good example of it. Yeah, it's uh, like, one thing that, that to, to validate the point you just you just made about the data and the, one thing that differentiates our era um, of facilities management, I'll say maybe the past 10 to 5 years, is that we actually have access to the data, we actually have access to the performance data, that you can look how a, 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 an equipment like that is it's performing in, in two different maintenance bases. And then you can make those decisions ahead of time. Beforehand, uh, people didn't really have access to that, so it's kind of like a guessing game. Yep. But now we have access to it, and then it's wide open, well provided, and that's something that, that, that we need to leverage uh, so much more than, than we do today. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that's and that's the thing is like, even today, we, we've, you know, customers that we work with that are Fortune 500 companies, that are publicly traded companies, 
still don't even have ways of tracking their assets. Yeah. You know, from HVAC, refrigeration, anything in that kind of realm, to other things as well, too. And they just kind of say, well, we just let someone else just handle it. And they're on random spreadsheets. Um, I mean, like literally working with a, with a, for an RFP and they're trying to give us, like I say, the company name, where they're giving us information. And it's like, one of them is like, someone wrote down the assets, like literally with pen <laughs> and paper. And I'm like, oh my God. You're, you're kidding me. Like, and this is a very, very successful business that's been around for over a hundred years. Wow, that's, it's, that's, it's, that's incredible. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm sure like uh, part of uh, what you guys do is also help them bridge that gap. Like when they give you all this information, it's, it's part of, of, of going and building out the data infrastructure, like trying to figure out how to keep their data. Is that something that you guys help a, a little bit with? Or yes. More of a... So we, we'll manage their assets and, and we'll you know get their make model serial number. We'll start tracking, you know, when the last time it was a, a PM done. You know, if we need to replace this this unit, where is it located? So we don't have a technician walking on a roof for an hour and a half trying to find a dang RTU. Oh, that's you know, like, funny. So it's it's like we'll we'll do all that stuff, but it takes time because the first one or two visits, it's not going to be just perfect. And exactly. it goes back to kind of what you're saying is, is is we have this this we have the technology to level the data if we use the data correctly. You know. Exactly, uh, and that's what I want to. I mean, I'm glad you're bringing that stuff up because that's something I always want to shed to our facility management teams. Is that guys, th there's stuff out there that helps make your life way easier. You know, yeah, there's so many there's so many tools out there, uh, and, 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 and it's getting more competitive uh, as, as technology evolves. Uh, basically, technology is growing very fast, and the cost of technology is uh, getting cheaper and cheaper. And, and, and yes, it's, it's it's important to get uh, these. Uh, the operators of these buildings, the facility managers, to be able to, to leverage that because that, that make uh, our lives as, as, as subcontractors, contractors, and, and for us, equipment rental company, makes it so much easier for us to understand. It's funny that, that you mentioned that sometimes you spend hours looking for where the machines are located. Uh, we, 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 we face, or our customers, historically have faced a similar problem that, uh, you know, we, we send out a sister lift, your crew arrives in the middle of the night, they're, they're spending an hour and a half trying to see where the sister lift, and it turns out that the, you know, the cleaning company next door just took that lift, and, and it, it created, there's all these big messes uh, out there that are happening that can be leveraged, uh, or they can be made uh, better with data, and I think one of the, the main problems I, I see uh, when, I, when I speak with our customers is, uh, it's like, how do they go about that decision-making process, right? How do they sit around and say, okay, there's so many companies, they all do similar things to an extent. Yep. How do you how do you go uh, choosing, choosing these companies? And I, and I think that, that uh, this podcast, um, just, just like a few others, are really helping people get access and understand what this what these problems are, what these vendors actually do, and how, how, how that can help them. And, and, yeah. and I think that that's a great uh, thing that you're doing there. No, I, I kind of agree with you because one of the reasons I decided to launch this podcast, I mean, one of them was, is I'm looking at it, I was like, okay, this would be a great way for me to sell without selling because Correct. I'm now in front of somebody at all times. But in reality, though, I'm adding more value to the industry and I'm shedding light in areas that people didn't really think about. They're like, oh, that's a really good idea. And even on my end, like when I start talking to people in different industries, I'm like, wow, that's brilliant. I think we should do that in our company. 
You know, yeah, I, I never knew that existed. Or yeah. yes, yes, and and there's. I mean, I know now today you can go to college for facility management, like you can get a degree in that, but it's not like a prominent degree. It's not like get a degree in business management, get a degree in English. It's it's just kind of like facility management. Like, why do I want to do that? But then all of a sudden, if you, if people would understand, these are the brands that you can work for. You can work for Nike. You can yeah. work for like these big global companies and all of a sudden things change. You're like, these are big brands. Of course. Um, it's, um, I, I, I've been discussing this uh, for a while, uh, given that, that we come from outside of the industry and uh, we're fairly new to the industry. Is, is this, is, this is a very ginormous industry that's sitting in the background that, that really no one looks at until, until you're in there and you start to realize, oh, all these, like, like you say, major brands, uh, Fortune 500 companies are maintaining thousands and thousands of, uh, of uh, facilities across the nation and they need very capable uh, people to come in leadership roles and maintain these. And, yes. and that makes to the new uh, way things are being done. I think the air conditioning, uh, the HAC uh, industry is a great example. And, like The typical technician 15 years ago is completely different to the technician today, right? A lot of these things... Uh, our, our kids or people sitting behind a computer fixing things remotely or, or addressing problems remotely. Towards before, it was somebody that comes out and physically took these things down and then separately. So, so I think that, that that's, a, that's a very interesting uh, point there. But uh, to going back to saying that we learn new things, I didn't even know you could go to college for facilities management. That's a great, that's a great thing. I just learned this about just a few months ago. Like, that's this hilarious. Is this is a degree now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Which is well deserved, right? Because yeah. it's complicated. Uh, it's a complicated position to be in, no, especially with lack of information and, and everything out there. So you know, since we're kind of talking about this, like, what what brought you guys into facility management? You know, because you've got that GC background. What kind of said, you know, what I want to kind of create, you know, an ind- or you know, get into this industry with my background, but do it with this. What made you guys want to do that? So, before, before I go right there, um, so, to, so to understand our business a little bit better, uh, we do not own any physical inventory of any equipment, so we act in, in ways uh, like an Uber or like one of those uh, marketplaces where we connect uh, people who own the equipment that are uh, close to these facilities with people who, who need the equipment, in this case, the facilities managers. Okay. Um, in the construction industry, what we saw is that basically there is, there's a typical United Rentals, Sawmill, Herc, uh, dominated industry. These are industries that uh, are very, there's one or two or maybe 10 big companies out there that, that control everything. And, and it's a very close uh, environment. Mm-hmm. Also, it's, uh, um, I think I was saying this uh, previous to the conversation, it takes two years to make a brand new building. Yep. Which takes 30 to 60 years to of the of the lifetime of that building. Yeah. Uh, but the real reason why we moved in, into this industry is that um, we followed the data. We, we launched our marketplace. Uh, we started getting customers, and, and then we realized that a lot of our customers were going directly uh, to to the stores to to do work. And then we started to see, okay, what well, well, why are you going to these retailers or these restaurants? Um, to do the work, and then we started to realize that it was repetitive work that it happened, you know, every quarter or every couple of months or every month. And then we 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 started to realize, okay, there's something here. Um, we looked deeper. Uh, we we joined the uh, we joined Connex, uh, what used to be Prism, yeah. and uh, we started talking directly with retailers. Uh, we had we got an opportunity from one of the big brands. 
uh, to really help them kind of look at what they're doing, on, especially on high dusting, uh, because that was something that they were doing, you know, thousands of, of locations in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. And we realized that all other equipment rental companies are, are not in a place to serve uh, these kind of customers. And, and I say that in the sense that uh, for us in the high dusting, what we saw was that the work is happening overnight. And uh, most uh, rental companies closed, they shut down at 4 p.m. Yep. And you can hear from them till the next morning. Uh, so it wasn't efficient, right? So sometimes there were problems happening in the middle of the night that, that weren't being addressed by, by these rental companies. So what we decided is, okay, well, what about if we implemented a 24-7 Spanish and English-speaking uh, customer service that can pick up the phone in case there's a, a problem with those machines overnight? Uh, and then we realized that, 99% of the problems with the machine is that the operator didn't really know how to operate the machine. So we're able to mitigate some of these problems that are very industry-specific that we're saving thousands of bucks to, to our customers because like, if they deploy a, a, a team of uh, crew members to go do a cleaning at a store overnight and then the machine wasn't working, they, they spent thousands of dollars deploying that, that those crews from a machine that was actually working, but the person didn't know how to use it. So yeah. just by making that small adjust, adjustment, we really helped a lot of people there. And there's so many other things that, that we started doing, but, but it was a need. It was like we saw that uh, this giant industry in the background is not very, uh, no one's really taking care of uh, in terms of equipment rentals, and we decided to, to take on that. That's awesome. I love your analogy of using Uber to kind of, you know, paint the picture, if you will, because now, I mean, we, we look at Uber as a standard. Like, exactly. the last time you hailed a cab in New York City. You know, <laughs> Correct. I mean, it's, it's, it's just one of those things, and I'm like, ah, just Uber, you know, just Lyft. But exactly. you're leveraging other people, or you're leveraging, you know, what's already there, and you're filling kind of like a gap, if you will. Um, exactly. And, and, then, and on the supply side, so um, we are as big, as United Rent or Sawmill, Herc, and all these small, medium, uh, and small businesses together in terms of inventory. So, because we can go to either one of them, and we have partnerships with every single one of the, of the, of the rental companies out there. We just uh, look out for what's closest to you, what's your cheapest option, what's your better option. Uh -huh. And that's kind of how we, how we go about uh, securing that inventory and uh, making it work for you. So that's cool. So you guys are doing the legwork, if you will, for these people. I mean, I, I'm seeing this as like, like an orbit, if you will, where you provide exactly. like all the things and you do all the shopping for your customer and then you give them the best option. Like, here are your best three deals. And then you... So well, we actually take, take, take a little bit farther. farther. So like, uh, the difference I say Uber is because, uh, let's say uh, you're organizing, you know, work over 30 stores in the next couple of weeks. You just go online and then you make that booking online. Uh, pretty quickly, it takes you a couple minutes, and then you completely forget about it until the day is happening, right? And then as, as the day starts, then at some point you get a notification, okay, well, your machine's been shipped, uh, should be there within the next couple hours, then you get a notification, your machine is there, and then we confirm both with the supplier and the store manager, whoever the person is receiving that machine, so that as, as, as a PM or, or, or a project coordinator, you're sitting there and you, you have full tracking all what's going on instead, instead of like having to be proactive, calling the suppliers, making sure that everything's in line, we let you know that everything's in line. We, we foresee problems because problems do happen. You're receiving a phone call way in advance of like deploying your, your team and then you're able to mediate, not, maybe not all, but some of that cost 
that, that, that created for, 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 for any issues that, that may arise. The other beautiful thing about it is that, you know, let's say company A is not able to, to fulfill that specific need right there, uh -huh. we can quickly go on to tap into our entire network to make sure that you have a replacement as soon as possible, and that's, that's part of what we do. That, I love that because you guys are, you're basically, like you said, you, you're taken to that next level, but you're a complete control. You're owning it. You're giving them, because these facility managers, I'm, I'm not knocking them, they're busy, but they, they yeah. don't have time to answer all the phone calls, all the emails, all the messages, because they have other fires to put out for all the other locations. Exactly. You're basically saying you're doing all that work for them and keep them notified at all times so that if something does happen, there's a hiccup, yeah. they can just simply contact that location. Hey, this is going to be two hours late. Just keep that in mind. Um, or exactly. you have to reschedule or something. But that's amazing because that I, I've, the industry needs a lot of communication. But where I think something's lacking is the industry is also missing initiative. And okay. you guys are doing that. You're taking initiative and you're, and you're removing an entire level or layer of problems. And you're solving all those problems. So exactly. that there's just a solution. And that is it. And, 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 and that's, that's a great part. part. I mean, like, if, if you look at our office on any given day, obviously we're dealing with a lot of fires because this is an industry prone to, to be exploding all the time. Yeah. But, 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 as a, but as a PM or a coordinator, you, you, you have peace of mind because you know we're working on it. You know, we're, we're, we're ensuring that, that, that your machine is going to be there on time whenever it needs, it needs to be. And then when we're really contacting you, it's when something's gone out of control. Like, okay, this is not going to happen today. For X, Y, and Z reason, how can we solve the situation? The other thing that, that, that we found uh, really interesting is uh, the fact that we make a transaction for each one of the... So, like, you make a different online transaction for each one of your rentals. Mm -hmm. So then what that allows us to do is, like, you can always go back and question, analyze, and really dig deep into each one of those transactions. So, like, let's say there was a problem with it. We can really isolate the transaction, make sure it's all solved. And then you can continue to move on with your older rentals, with your older projects, and you separate that. So some of the rental companies put everything together, and then when you're going back as a PM trying to figure out what happened, it's nearly impossible to look at the paperwork, at the uh, you know account receivables, and dispatching, all that kind of stuff. So we separate those very uh, clearly per job. That's interesting. I love that. I love that approach. I mean, it's you're filling a you're filling a void. There's a problem. You provide a solution. I, I mean, that is. That is business today. You know, like we should look at business and, and everything is where are the problems and don't just, you know, talk about them, provide a solution and add a value to that. Exactly. And, and say, hey, this is how much money you could be saving. This is what you're probably spending. And, exactly. And I'm not saying exploit it, but I mean, just really hammer it. Um and that's how it's important. And, I, and I think to, to that point, uh, the, the companies that, that I'm seeing that are, that are thriving, uh, in this industry are, are, are those companies that are really taking the problems to heart, that they really understand that their facility managers that, that's dealing, dealing with them does not want to hear about every single problem. They just want to make sure that they're hiring you to make sure that they don't have any problems. And then if they do, well, I mean, some problems are going to happen, right? But the approach that you're taking, you're teaching them, you're consulting them, and I think that that's way more important than that some of the other companies that are just too big to care. And, uh, and I think that that's where uh, that's why and, and where 
there are a lot of uh, small and medium-sized companies in our industry that and, and it becomes a very personal business, right? Uh, there's there's only a few of us. We all know each other. We, we hang out with each other. Um, well, hopefully soon we'll be able to hang out with each other again. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's important to, to be able to, to give your customers not only the service, but, but the solutions that come with that. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. I love that. 